0: Welcome to Restors and Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how we improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Darnetta D. Moore, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the Black National Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Natasha Hardy inspire midlifers to shift into their power through their mind, body, money, and movement so they can confidently flourish in their career and relationships while strengthening their physical and emotional well-being. Functional as a midlife mentor, mindset, and lifestyle coach, speaker, and laughter yoga leader. Welcome, Natasha. You are not new to the stage, so I'm glad you're back again. So,
1: thank you so much for your time and your expertise. Oh, I love being here. Thank you for having me. I always you. am excited to be on here with you. No problem. Okay, I'm excited. Like I said, I had you on
0: before October 2020 as a susceptibility coach. Why do you decide to pivot from a clubhouse, a moderator, and a trainer? to a midlife mentor, mindset coach, speaker, and laughter yoga leader. I love that.
1: Well, you know, I I got to honestly say, when I was doing sexability, there was so much controversial uh, conversation about it when I was speaking to the coaches and everyone at that time and the word sex in what I was doing really had people in a in a way. They felt like they didn't know how to promote it. They felt like they didn't, that, you know, maybe I shouldn't go that route because I really wasn't talking about sex. I was really talking about the physical fitness of sex. And I was really talking about how your body physically is impacted by sex at the, the midlife stage of your life, right? Along with the, all the psychological and, you know, hangups that some some folks have around sex and letting all that go. So since the conversation was more about from my advice I was getting was you need to shift it to something else, then I started working towards um, figuring out how I could pivot and working towards midlifers in another way? How could I appeal to midlifers in another way? And then I came across Clubhouse. And as I was on Clubhouse speaking about wellness and midlife and all those topics I spoke about related to midlife, I then began to get a lot of people who wanted me to support them in the virtual space on Clubhouse and going live on the social media platforms. So what I did was I became a a mentor mentoring people on Clubhouse how to moderate rooms on Clubhouse. And that that was what we talked about. We were talking about the last time, um, when I left your show, we were talking you were saying, Wow, you are you do we come back and talk about that, right? So we which is why I'm back now. Right. And since then, since becoming a midlife moderator mentor at that time and a, a virtual uh, a virtual presence presenter, I then realized that that really wasn't what I wanted to do. Like, as I was doing it and I was launching pro, a program that actually didn't go over very well, I was like, oh, let me go back to the drawing board. And I was like, I really don't want to do Teach people how to moderate rooms on Clubhouse. I really want to do what I was doing before, which is speaking about midlife, right? And so I said, let me focus on speaking and speaking to women about midlife and the changes and transitions we go through in midlife. And oftentimes, a lot of people use the word coach. For me, I like to use the word mentor because it's a process that I feel people get to be mentored through, right? You get to be mentored through the process of the transitions that you go through in midlife. And everyone doesn't necessarily need to be coached through this process. Some people just need to come in here, someone like them speak about these same experiences. So for me, it's me going to speak in small groups or big audiences, and share with people my experience as a midlifer, and someone in the audience might be able to say, Hey, that's me. I've gone through mm-hmm. that. I'm okay. Like, normalize this experience because the word midlife crisis, I don't feel like it's a crisis, it's a midlife transition. And we're not yes. taught how to navigate that phase of our life because. People have made us believe that after 40, you you don't matter. You're invisible, you're invaluable, and it's quite the opposite. How can I? How can 40, 50, 60 years of my life be invaluable and invalidated because society says so? So absolutely not. I believe that when we get to be mentored, that, that there is not a crisis, it's a transition, and we get to normalize this phase of our lives. So that's why I am in this space and i hope that answered your question
0: (laughs) yes it did you know what thank you so much for that and i and now that you explain that i understand the transition and how really now you are able to help even more more people and i'm glad you mentioned midlife crisis because i was going to say something about that i i know i personally could not understand why people would get depressed when they turn a certain age my philosophy on that is, you ungrateful that you <laughs> that that you are still here in the living because mm-hmm. you turned an uh, age. There's people out here who died young, who not here, who would give anything to be be here. So how? I guess it, it, maybe it's more to it than that. I don't I don't know, but I don't understand how you we get depressed or upset or ashamed. And that's the other thing. I know you know they said women shouldn't tell their age. Why? you know so why why are you ashamed of how old you are i i I don't get that part either but that's just me you know if anything i'm proud you know Mm -hmm. um as as opposed to be ashamed i'm not going to tell to my age it's you know Mm -hmm. so to to me you know that's a mindset but everybody's different but um Mm -hmm. you know and and that could come with the the crisis part of it that they maybe feel as though they didn't accomplish what they should have or they just feel as though that they need to hide you know who they are i you know i don't get it so thank you for sharing that
1: oh yeah absolutely you know what i feel about a lot of it is going back to what you said in terms of mindset some people believe that a i should have x amount of things done by the by whatever age and then they feel like when they look at forty or forty five or fifty that they that they are old and life is over, and they can't help believe that because they're buying into what society has believed have has made them believe you should be a parent, you should have children, you should have bought this piece of property you have done should have done this and your your career. Like there's all these boxes. And then when somebody hits fifty or forty, they're like, Oh, I'm too old to do it and life is over. And it's not. Life is just beginning for you. In
0: fact,
1: one of the things I tell my people is, I said, if you think about if you're if you're fifty or if you're forty or forty five or even fifty five or even sixty, I say, think about your life now and all that you know. And if you had that experience at twenty, where would you be? And they're like, oh, I'd be able to do A, D, C, D, and E. And I'm like, yeah. So what's the difference now? You should. Right. What you're able to accomplish now, you can accomplish in a fraction of the time because you have connections, because you have know-how, because you have the knowledge, wisdom, and expertise on on how to make things happen. So I rebuke this thought of life is over at the age of fifty. I don't believe in it. I don't think we should buy into it and know that there's so much life to live. Like I'm 59. I'm going to be 60 at the end of the year. I'm very happy to proud to speak into it. And there's nothing old about me. There's no house coat on. There's no, uh, I don't have a cane. I'm not in a rocking chair. I'm not old. And so please learn that society has had you believe that you're old after 40 and after 50 and after 60. You are not. You are living your best life. And the wonderful thing I like, I feel about uh, this age is that you begin to take less crap off of people and really begin to step into your power if you allow yourself to be or you allow yourself to be coached by me. Or... Oh, I just love <laughs> it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: That That is so true. Like, I always tell people, I, when you know, when they say, how old are you? I say, I'm a young 63. And I'll say it each and every year. And and it's not the age is who you are as a person. That, that doesn't mean I'm trying to act like a teenager. But, you know, it's, it's all in the mi- mindset. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm happy. And this is the best part of my life. This is, I mean, this is, like you said, this is just the beginning. And so it's really crucial, and it's great that you pivoted, that you seen that it was a need, and that you offering that service. So I'm just so happy for you and then your clients because they would definitely get a lot out of it.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I discovered. That I'm a multi passionate entrepreneur and I have multiple passions. I don't just have one thing that I'm great at or I'm passionate about. I'm uh, passionate about a, a, several things. And, and you'll be yes. speaking more questions about that then.
0: Yes, definitely. Then the next question is what is a laughter yoga? And how does <laughs> LY, a well, laughter yoga, support your mission as a midlife mentor? Mindset coach and speaker. Please tell me. Please tell me. I am so curious.
1: Yes, yes. So I'm a laughter yoga leader, and laughter yoga is a unique concept where anyone can laugh for no reason without relying on humor, jokes, or comedy. Right, and it's initiated with eye contact and in a group of people, and you got to bring childlike wonder because you do feel a little silly when you do laughter yoga and laughter yoga supports you in shifting your mood and elevating so many aspects of your health it's it's an overall health benefit because it brings oxygen to your body and to your brain and it makes you feel more energetic when it's over with and the brain does not know if you're fake laughing or or real laughter. So it doesn't really matter. You just do the process and you get the same health benefits from laughter, whether you fake whether you're fake laughing or real laughing. And you don't need a yoga mat if you just bring your enthusiasm and your excitement to it.
0: Oh my goodness, I love that. And that is so true because I know I'm I'm the kind of person that when I really laugh, people are like, oh my gosh. Are you okay? Because I laugh when I cry. So I mean, mm. when I laugh, the tears just flowing in my face, and sometimes it get in my ears. I mean, I mean, I be cracking up, and that's just. I mean, plus it feels good. It's like it. I, I I'm not as stressful. You know, depends on what's, what's going on. But I feel so much better after I let laugh. And it's just amazing. So I definitely agree. That's 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 wonderful. I just love that, that concept. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Yes. Oh. yes. <laughs> and,
1: it, and let me just tell you, it was created in 1995 by mm-hmm. a doctor in India, a medical doctor in India called Dr. Montan Kataria, and he started in a Mumbai park. And it's been in existence for that long. And one other fact I want to tell you that – in order to get gain the health benefits from laughter yoga, you need to laugh for ten to fifteen minutes and it should be sustained na- laughter and that will give you physiological and psychological changes that boost your mood and your emotional well being. It releases oxytocin, um oxytocin, endorphins, and uh dose, um Serotonin, right? Okay. in and all of these feel-good hormones, right? So that you can—it's dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins that boost your mood. So they're feel-good hormones that are released when you laugh for ten to fifteen minutes nonstop. I love it.
0: I love it. Okay. Now the next question is why. Why is an energy shifter needed in midlife?
1: Um, an energy shifter is needed in midlife because most people take life so seriously. Oftentimes as we get older, we're so serious about our career and our job and our family and all the bills and all these things we got to do that we don't take time to relax. We take life so serious and everything is so
2: serious.
1: And for me, I'm an energy shifter and I shift people's energy. When I'm on Clubhouse or I engage with people, they always say, I love your energy. I love your energy. You give me a boost to my day when I connect with you or when you come, when they come into my room, we do all of that every time. So let's just say, Today is Thursday and people meet come on Clubhouse in the room with me and I'll go, happy Thursday to you, happy Thursday, happy Thursday to you, happy Thursday, happy Thursday to you. And people won't let me get out the room unless I see the (laughs) phone. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh! Love it. And yeah, so people, me, and this goes back to the laughter yoga. We get to take wear life as a loosely fitted jacket and not take things so seriously, so that we can be light in our lives. And this allows us to release stress and let it go, and kind of like let water roll off the off of our back and be easy. So it's important because when we are stressed out, we are not healthy. We have hypertension, diabetes, and any kind, all kind of heart disease, and you know we get cancer and all those things from not ha- not being healthy. And being serious all the time creates stress, and stress creates illness, and that those are the things that we want to alleviate from our lives. If you look at children, toddlers. They laugh at everything. They're in wonder all the time when they're laughing and when they're going through their day. They do more chuckling than they do crying. And so right. that's how we get to live our lives. So that's why, we, we, that's why midlifers need an energy shifter because they need somebody like me to say, hey, I see how she's living her life. I see that she's happy and upbeat. I get to do that, too. And let me figure out how I can do that.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Restless Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Mentor Tracker is a comprehensive sleep tracker solution from sleep aids that you use before bed to calm you down. Sleep tracking that tracks your sleep, records your snore and detects relevant sleep risks, including sleep apnea. smart alarms that wake you up naturally. Sleep reports that give you more insight on your sleep quality and issues. And sleep courses and articles that help you improve your sleep health. All these are neatly packed into one app to help people have a great sleep. So scan the QR code, With your cell phone, download and discover more about the sleep app or mental tracker with millions of users.
2: Hello, and welcome to Out and About with Antoinette on the Delaware Blogger Podcast. I'm your host Antoinette Blake and if you're a new listener, let me tell you what you'll be hearing here on Out and About with Antoinette. Each week I have an opportunity to interview a guest who is from in or around the state of Delaware that is doing positive things in their communities. I will introduce you to them so that they can share their vision and their mission and then you can share with others. So stay tuned each week to Out and About with Antoinette. In the meantime, in between time, make sure you subscribe to my blog, delblogger.com. Find and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at delblogger, and on Twitter at Delaware Blogger. And you can see my face in the place on YouTube and IGTV. See ya! It's the De Diva, AKA the Delaware Blogger.
0: I'm Donetta D. Moore, Rescue the Revenue Podcast, and we have our special guest, Natasha Hardy. I'm going to continue with the questions. Now, the next one is, do you believe that you need to get your restless sleep to become an efficient midlife mental mindset
1: coach, speaker, and laughter yoga leader? Absolutely. Sleep is so important in your life. First of all, and I'm I'm preaching to the choir when I'm speaking to you because this is your jam, honey. Yeah. So you, if you don't get adequate amount of rest, it throws your whole chemical balance off. And when you when you your chemistry is off, you are not functioning correctly. If you don't get an adequate amount of sleep, you don't have the you don't have a good mood. Your whole dichotomy is off. You yes. need rest, and there's sometimes that I have to take a nap during the day, and it doesn't happen all the time. But sometimes that's a phase I'm in. Mean, I might be like that for two weeks. I might be like that for a week. I might be like that for a month. Listen to your body because your body is telling you what it needs. And I do am a firm believer in in order to function at your maximum capacity, you deserve rest. Your body needs the rest to regenerate recuperate and to present itself in the most perfect way you possibly can at that time
0: that is so true thank you so much for that and i definitely agree because you know when someone you know is happy they have the quality sleep that they deserve not only do they feel better they look better they think better they be able to perform better, just everything. And, yes, you are at your top peak. You know, even for just think of um, a athlete that, you know, in order to really do what they do and, and be a master at it, you have to get quality sleep. And that even goes for everyone regardless of, of what you do. What well, you we have a job, you have a job and you have a business, you, a student, it doesn't matter. I always say, as long as you're living, you need sleep, regardless. And it's not, and I always tell, I always say, you have to respect sleep. And that's the other issue. Sometimes we don't respect it. And, and you know, we we, we just feel as though we get to it when we feel to it like it's not important. But it is. And, and until we do, we're going to continue with the same issues that we have. And that's, you know, we say you have to become mindful of it. And, and start to do little things along the way. And specifically, rest. I always say you don't have to wait until you go to bed to rest. You can rest throughout the day. You can take breaks throughout the day. And that is from the computer. If you're at work, take a break. As far as from you know, your desk, take a, take a walk. Take those breaks because that's important. So that way you're not so wound up when
1: it's time to go to sleep. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for asking that question because I don't play, I play with the sleep and the rest. <laughs> I hear,
0: I hear that.
1: <laughs> so now the next question is:
0: Are there any tips you can share to support mid-lifers
1: that you use when you are tired? Yes, I said earlier one of the things that I find that really supports me is when I'm tired is I listen to myself. I've had to train myself to this, to do this because I didn't always do it. I could kind of push through it. But when I'm tired, I tell myself, and sometimes I got to tell myself out loud, you get to take a break. You get to take a break. Lay down or close your eyes and just sit back and breathe. So I would tell people to Pay attention to your body. Tune in. And if you're not able to tune in and you don't have that self-awareness at this point in time, I would say every – give yourself four hours. Every four hours, take a break from your computer. And you can do it every hour. For people who are are really committed to working, I would say take a break every four hours. I would would honestly say take a a five- or ten-minute break every hour of the day that you're working. And some of those times you should go out and get some air, stand in the sun or stand in the grass, Uh, get some air on your face, Uh, walk around your block. That is, those are tips I would suggest, which is one, to tune in and see how you're feeling. Two is get away from your work every hour. Just walk around for five minutes or 10 minutes away from your desk or your computer, right? And three would be in one of your longer breaks, take the time to go outside and get some air. Feel the sun on your face or the cool air or wherever you are. Put your feet in the grass if you can because that really will uh, support you. And one final thing I like to tell everybody is celebrate yourself every day. At least celebrate one. You do if you can't celebrate if you can't celebrate several times a day. Remember one thing you do to celebrate yourself. Like you woke up this morning and you got out your bed. That was something to celebrate about.
0: Yes, I I definitely agree because at times I think it's the reason why people have a hard time going to sleep because they're thinking about what they have to do the next next day. But like you said, give yourself grace and take a moment and just appreciate and be grateful what you did do today. You know, it's almost, it, well, it's impossible to do every single thing you want to do in a day. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, that you have the next the next day. And I say you can't complete a project, but you're always going to have something to do. And that, you know, whether you have a business or a woman's job, even on a job, you know, you're going to work every day. You're not going to go p- complete that job. Either, so you're not going to have anything to go back to, same way as a business that you can't or you wouldn't want to complete everything that day, but then you're not going to have a business. So you always want to have things, but just look at, okay, you might have 10 things to do. you only got one, but it was a major one. Or you only maybe got three things. It's okay for it to go to the next, next day, but always write it out, type it out, put it in your phone, just get it out your mind, get out your brain so that way it can rest and relax and it's not, on your mind, oh I gotta do this, I gotta do, do that and then you wonder why it's such a struggle to go to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. but it's it's always say you have to be committed and you have to be consistent to do it. You just can't do it every now and then. And I know that for me because that's what I had to do. At one point in time I had stuff always in my head, not anymore. I write down everything. And so and you know, yes I type on a computer, I use that too but I don't have to worry about now, or I have to do this tomorrow. Or sometimes, you know, right before I go to bed, I thought, oh, I have to do this. So I'll write it down. And that's, oh, so now I'm at peace. I can go to sleep with peace because it's gone now. So that's yes. what I really suggest to be, you know, always like to say the my, my three C's of sleep, which is to make the change, be courageous enough, and be committed. So once you do that, the things will start start to change and fall your sleep and so many other things too.
1: I agree with you 100%. If you got things on your mind, write it out. Put a pad near your bed and just write it out, get it out of your mind. And like you said, it's a commitment. Rest is a commitment. And what I mean by that, you must commit to getting the rest. means you got to say, it's a ritual to go to bed. You can't just walk from the computer and lay down. There's a process, right? Right. You, right. you, anyone, like you have to decide uh, an hour before I go to bed. I'm gonna take my shower or read or journal or whatever it is. I'm gonna stay off the computer. I'm gonna stay off of whatever, and you just wanna do your thing. Give give that grace time between you and whatever you've been doing all day to wind down, so your brain can just be quiet. And uh, there's, I'm sure you have a ton of tips for people because I've done I research on it and I coach my coach my people on this. And so it's a, I love the fact that you've spoken to so many things, beautiful tips for people to take in. Use, take and use, because it's so, so important. And sleep is is paramount. Sleep is as necessary as it is to breathe air, eat food, and drink water.
0: You need sleep. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yes, yes. Yes. Once again, thank you for staying with the Revenue Podcast. We'll be right back. So much for your time, your valuable information. I just enjoyed this so much. And if you can please share with our listening audience how we can contact you.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, I would love for people to find me on Instagram under Life, And my name is spelled H-A-R-D as in delightful, two E's as in Edward, right? So two E's as in Edward, life. So it's one word, Hardy Life, and I'm on LinkedIn under Natasha Hardy. And my name has a C in it. So it's N-A-T-A-S-C-H-A. Mm-hmm. And my last name is H-A-R-D-E-E. And I'm also, I also give away a clarity call. And if people want to book that with me, they can email me at info at NatashaHardy.com info at natashahardy.com um, and connect with me there.
0: Okay, great. Thank you so much. If someone would like to reach out to me, the best way is donata10k.com, and that is D-O-N-A-T-A, the number 10k.com. That's where you'll be able to find my website, all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, and all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals.